What up, what up, what up, you fucking cowards? We're back again. Another week, another podcast, boyos. Back in your eardrums. All right. Filling up your brainwaves. Good. Also, no Eric. No Eric this week. No (laughs) Eric this week. All right. To start off the show today, I've got some announcements. Of course, we've got the typical shit. You can follow the show on Twitter at XRealNerdHours. You can join us on the subreddit at realnerdhours.reddit.com. You can subscribe to the Patreon, which is a new ting, a Babylon ting. We created a we created a Patreon to help support the show so we can put out more content and I can live my dreams as a guy who produces content of things on the side, I guess. Could you imagine just just picture with us for a second? Both of us quit our fucking jobs so we can do this when we're not tired. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice, right? That or we could just pick another day to record. <laughs> yeah, we're both busy on weekends, so it's like yeah, God damn. Life. Life yeah. is a lot, dog. Yeah, it happens. The recent Patreon releases includes some of Infinite Combo's music, which is Chet's band. That's my band. Some outtakes from episodes with Eric from the last few weeks. I put that up two days ago, I want to say. Yep. If you're a five dollar patron, you can check that out right now. Yeah, it's uh it's some it's got some good stuff on there. We cover Gamergate, uh, sucking your own dick, and dragons that suck their own dicks. And this one time, one of Chet's friends, because she's not my friend, <laughs> one of Chet's friends fucking pissed me off. Yeah. Um, I also am going to start at some point this week, probably the same day this podcast goes up, start my own 30 Days of Pain podcasting. I'm going to be slowly killing myself for 30 days (laughs) we'll see how that goes some of the other content that's going to be released later on this month is a video that chet and i have been planning for a little bit we're recording it on saturday and releasing it sometime towards the end of the month we're also recording a bonus audio episode that's going to be coming out at the end of the month probably around the same time as the video we don't have a set schedule for most things the newsletter is, of course, going to come out at the very end of the month. It's going to be summation of all the content we put out. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. And we still have those designs to do. Yes. Yes. We're getting there, though. We're. It'll happen. Yeah. Every, for the most part, everything's going to come out uh, towards the end of the month. You know. Or the middle of the month. From the middle to the end of the month. The latter half. Yeah. Because it's. Yeah. Yeah. We got a lot of shit to do all the time. <sighs> And boy, oh boy, is procrastinating helpful. Oh, man, it feels so good to procrastinate. (laughs) God damn. Anyway, as a special surprise today, Chet, it's your fucking birthday. Hooray. Happy birthday to you, Chet. Oh, thank you. Uh, Well, it's your birthday the day of recording this. Yes. And not the day of release. Right. But either way. We're we're recording this on the 16th, which is today is my birthday. You'll be listening to this in the future, so... You know, don't sweat it. Yeah, don't 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 be weird about wishing him a happy birthday via Twitter anyway. Yeah, I mean, whatever, you could if you want to. Okay. <laughs> yeah, wish him a happy birthday, happy belated birthday via Twitter at Bushido Brown SD. There you go. Any any plans for your birthday? Uh, I'm doing a thing on Saturday after we record our video, which I mean You'll probably be there for that anyway. Yeah, touche. Yeah, I will. Uh, be. And then directly after this, I don't actually know what I'm going to do directly after this because I 
had multiple people ask me like, yo, are we going to like go out and celebrate or something? I'm like, well, yeah, sure. But I don't know what I want to do. I don't know like what good deals I can find on a Tuesday are. Taco Tuesday, baby. There's that, but I meant deals for alcohol. Well, I'm sure a lot of places have tequila shots. Oh, that is true. And I like do enjoy Fred's tequila. in Old Town. Have you ever been to Fred's? I have not. Fred's is a, like a oh, taco shop. Yeah. Actually, I have. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or rather a Mexican restaurant. Right. I don't want to besmirch the good name of taco <laughs> shops everywhere. <laughs> right, right. These are two separate things. With their gimmick fucking tacos at Fred's. Oh, man. Jeez. Yeah, but they got a lot of tequila. Yeah. You know, one thing that I hate about birthdays is that on fa- like I have to go on Facebook to remind myself of birthdays. Yeah. On I used to have it set up on my phone where birthdays would come up in the calendar, mm-hmm. but most of them were birthdays of people that I don't give a fuck about. <laughs> yeah. So I just kind of turned it off. And now every once in a while when I pop onto Facebook, I see a birthday of somebody that I actually like. Hey. And I wish them a happy birthday via text message, not on Facebook. I hate, I don't ever write happy birthday on someone's wall. If I do, it's like I'll post a video on their wall that's like, loosely related to their name but most times i just send them a direct message personally because I, I don't like the hey happy birthday bro messages that uh, those are pointless to me yeah yeah ha- happy happy birthday dude and then sometimes people change the casing or spell birthday funnily <sighs> yeah it's like just chill yeah like I, if you write a message with it all right cool thanks like you actually put thought into this but just the hey man have a good one. Like, eh. like, I don't care to see that. That's why I turned off my birthday on my Facebook. Ah. I don't have it on any of my social media because I don't care to respond to anybody who's issuing a standard platitude about my birthday. I mean, you know, it feels good. Get your nice little endorphins. But I've met some people that are kind of weird about that. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll turn that off and then get mad that people aren't wishing them a happy birthday. That's so fucking stupid. Who cares? Who cares? I mean, I, I if you really like me, you'd wish me a happy birthday without Facebook reminding you. D- fucking chill, guy. D- fucking chill. I, the only people whose birthdays I know offhand, like without Facebook, are close family and very close friends, and that's it. I don't even know any of those. I, I know yours. Because I had to say it at one point out loud. No, I knew yours before then. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, is it because I share it with somebody you know? You share it with someone I know, and it's exactly a week after Brian's. Oh. So, like, (laughs) that was easy to remember. Fair enough. And then I know Clark's is, like, also right around then. Yep. And so is my roommate's. So, I think Clark is on March 11th? Maybe March 7th. Okay. One of those two. Uh-huh. And my roommates is either on the 11th or the 13th. Gotcha. So I, yeah. I don't know exactly when anybody's birthday is. Especially, there have been years where I've forgotten it's my birthday. Oh, man. And it'll be the day after. And somebody will be like, oh, wasn't your birthday recently? I'll be like, oh, shit. Yeah, it was yesterday, wasn't it? And, <laughs> I mean, I try not to do that anymore. Yeah. I try to at least take a day off of work for my birthday. That's because, nice. you know, you get, you got to relax every once in a while. And I prefer to just sit alone in my room listening to chamber music, drinking fucking terrible liquor, and <laughs> contemplating what my life has become. Excellent. 
So if you at home want to make sure that next year, while I'm contemplating what my life has become, is uh, the thing that I'm contemplating is a positive thing, just go ahead and sacrifice some dollars to the Patreon. (laughs) Just just throw some money at the Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Chet. Movies. Movies. You been watching any? I just saw Guardians. How was it? When it came out. I really enjoyed it. Uh, It's pretty different tonally from the first i don't want to go too much into spoiler territory because it's still pretty new but uh yeah it's you know there's less establishment going on we already are familiar with the characters so it's more development it focuses more on different characters you get to see more of some of the people that were introduced in the first that you didn't really get to know all that well the visuals are fantastic as you may imagine and yeah, it was really cool. I thought some of the jokes were a little bit heavy handed and a little bit out of place. Like, you know, a fart joke in it during a funeral kind of thing. But overall, they did a good job. I enjoyed it almost as much as the first. Just slightly below. I, th- I saw it as well. I thought it was all right. I thought it was kind of the pacing was a little bit weird. Mm hmm. But I did actually, the visuals were on fucking point oh, the, the entire are... movie. It's a, it's a gorgeous movie. Yeah. The There were some things that I thought were weird tonally. Like there was a, here's a slight spoiler for you. It's not going to give give too much away. But basically, there's like a murder spree in the middle of the movie or towards the end of the movie. Yeah. And I was just like, yo, like. This guy's literally killing these guys, and you're playing like kind of cheerful music. Yeah, I thought that was a little weird. As yeah, well. I. Th- it's this is a Disney movie, right? This. I mean, this seems oddly out of place. For yeah, a Disney movie. Yeah, I mean, come hey. on. <laughs> I don't know. They had it, was, it coming. <laughs> it, yeah, like I can understand where it lands as far as the plot goes, but I still thought it was a little bit weird. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, it's a good-looking movie. It's a fun movie, and that's really the most important part. Not yeah. not that there was a murder spree in the middle of it. I mean, that <laughs> it that, was a fun murder spree. <laughs> it was. It was. But it took me out of the movie nonetheless. I was sitting there and I was kind of just like, huh? Like as far as everything else that I've seen in this movie, this seems oddly out of place and them spacing dudes as well yeah i, I was like yo this yeah. this took a dark turn and this isn't a dark movie yeah and that <laughs> basically that entire portion was yeah, kind of much. out of place yeah. it felt like it was written by somebody else like fucking what's his name Zack snyder came in and said <laughs> we need to dark up this movie a little bit i but, see people smiling a little too much <laughs> yeah it was yeah yeah Tonally speaking, that that part stood out like a sore thumb for sure. me. But you know, the rest of it's guy enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I encourage people to go see it. Those those portions of the movie, notwithstanding, even though those those portions of the movie aren't bad, right? I just noticed them a little bit more than yeah. They, everything they just else. Stuck, they stood out. Yeah. But anyway, another movie that I saw, which is airing today, as in May sixteenth. Hey, is. <laughs> Road to King of Iron Fist. It's a Tekken 7 documentary. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever been curious about what the FGC is like, this uh, this documentary paints it in a pretty fair light. Okay. You've got 
your boy Wooly is in it a oh, little hey. bit. You've got Tasty Steve doing some commentary. Oh yeah, of and course. kind of introducing people to the to the community as a whole. You've got Aris, Aris, yeah, Aris, the the guy that was popping off super wild on that reality TV yeah. show, and eventually was the cause of it getting canceled. Yeah, you've got him on there. You've got a lot of different cats. Cool. It's it's an interesting thing. I'm sure it'll be on YouTube eventually. I'm sure nobody's gonna fucking say, "Oh, this is so good. It needs it needs to be put up on Netflix <laughs> or Hulu or yeah. even Voodoo or Crave TV." <laughs> nobody's saying that. Nobody's saying that. It's just um, if it were a fan made documentary, I would hope that nobody put too much money behind this. Mm. But if it's a fan made documentary then I really respect it. Cool. I respect the fuck out of it. Cool. It's very good. And even if it's not a fan-made one, I like it as well. Yeah, there you go. You know, <laughs> it doesn't really, it's not that big of a fucking deal to say, like, yeah. oh, it's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Uh, check it out if you're interested that, in the FGC. That kind of reminds me of a point that I enjoy about the FGC, is that you also have personalities like Tasty Steve, like Eris, the, like them, where these guys are effectively famous, you know, they have thousands of people watching them do their thing every week. But if you were to walk up to them on the street, they would be 100% cool people. Like these guys are doing this out of love of the game. These aren't, these people aren't doing this kind of thing for fame necessarily. Like you, when you want to become a top player, you know, you're going to be known in the process, but you're not doing it just to be known. You're doing it to win. And you'll just get the fame in the process. And I think them as celebrities, as personalities, are some of my favorite people because they're still real people. That's one of the things that I respect about competitors who get famous for things versus actors or actresses or anything like that. Because you know, like you can visualize their struggle Mm -hmm. versus the actor or actress where it's kind of more of a political thing. And yeah, it's kind of just like, well, I mean, this movie's cool with you, with you in it. I'm not necessarily convinced by your acting, but I like you as an actor. You're fun to watch. Sure. Whereas the the FGC competitors and athletes, when you watch them, it's like, yo, like I relate to the struggle because the struggle is fucking real within you. I'm ho- I'm rooting for you. It's hard on the streets, man. You may be a piece of shit, but <laughs> I, I fucking hope you beat this other piece of shit. There you go. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's and that's what I was hoping for for from something like um, Rocket League, where you can actually get behind some of the players a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But that's not that's not the case. Another thing that bothers me about a lot of FGC, not even FGC specifically, but esports commentary in general mm-hmm. is I feel like they're going too much towards actual sports. Oh yeah. Where it's, it's really fucking weird, man. Like you mean where it's everything's analytical and less it's colorful. Yeah. And I mean, not even, I don't mind the analytics of it. It's just that it's super dry. Oh sure. Yeah. It's you can be as analytical as you want. You can you can make whatever points you need to. Just don't be fucking boring about yeah, it. Yeah, it's some. If you watch a lot of like NBA, for instance, by the way, the NBA draft lottery was today. Oh yeah, shout outs to that. 
Celtics have the first pick, even though they were number one in the East this year. They got lucky. It was based off of a trade from another year. Yeah, it was it was sick. Lakers have number two pick. Knicks have number eight pick. Yeah. yeah. R.I.P. the Knicks. Yep. Well, anyway. Shit happens. <laughs> if you listen to some commentary teams in basketball especially, you can hear the difference bouncing between game to game. Even on the same game, actually. Because on NBA TV, what they do is they offer either the home commentary or the away commentary mm-hmm. if it's broadcasting locally. And if it's broadcasting nationally, you just have the normal broadcast team there. Okay. And even if you bounce between those two commentary tracks, one group of the people will be the most boring, stale, <laughs> by-the-book commentary that you can hear. And that's what I hear a lot in eSports, e- whereas... The other team will just be excited. They like the enthusiasm is there, sure. and even though they may be saying around the same kind of stuff, they're they're presenting it in a way that's more fun and there's more color to it. There's, I'm sure I've made similar points in the past. Yeah, yeah, I think we've had a similar discussion. All right. Well, anyway, I that's one of the things that I appreciate about the FGC. Anyway, right, because it, you have color. Yeah, color. and I, I I find that one of the games that does it pretty well is um is Dota, where they have casters during the game, and they have an analysis team after the game, like before and after the game. They have an analysis team where they say, okay, here's where this went wrong, and they like kind of do an overview of the thing. But during the game, they have a separate group of people that will cast right then and there, and they're the guys that you know they're the ones that are yelling, they're the ones that are bringing all this hype as much as is appropriate you know one of the things that kills me about watching esports on twitch is the time that it takes to set up in between games and you just have the most boring shit going on (laughs) between games as possible and even even sometimes what will happen is they will cut to the commentary team or the analyst team or whatever. Mm-hmm. They'll talk for 20 minutes and then there will be a 10 minute break after they finish yeah. talking. It's fucking crazy. It's yeah, that's pretty frustrating as a viewer. Like even if I'm not really paying attention to what I'm watching, if I just kind of have it in the background, I'll look over and be like, man, they're still between games. What the fuck? Yeah. It's really fucking crazy. They need to, they need to work on that shit. They, I understand why they do that though, because you gotta give the players a break. You gotta give the competitors time to decompress. But it also sucks for the viewers. You you gotta find a way to make that section entertaining because yeah. not everybody finds that commentary entertaining. And I can assure you that not everybody's getting up and taking a piss between those breaks. Oh yeah, definitely not. So my my recommendation for any casters that are listening to this, some unsolicited advice from a man who doesn't <laughs> produce esports of any kind is fill fill those segments up with something that's actually entertaining. And if there's a, if there's happens to be a caster that listens to this, that's like, yo, I'm fucking real scarred by this. I'm real triggered. You guys don't know what the fuck you're talking about. The job is really fucking hard. Well, first of all, eat a dick. Second of all, <laughs> what you should do is try to innovate on top of what you're doing don't get in where you fit in and just keep fitting in dog make some waves man. yeah innovate like let's say for instance you are let's say instead of cutting to the fucking commentary team for another 20 minute segment of them talking about the same old shit 
there's only so many ways that you can phrase something happening, yeah. especially if two games back to back go the same exact way that they did. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> that's, the, when there's nothing to say, like, yeah, this one team beat the shit out of the other. Like, that's it. <laughs> how about you? How about you go out and you film a fucking documentary and play it? There, I've seen stuff where they'll interview members of the audience. And just, you know, say, hey, who you fuck cares what the audience thinks. It's something. It's better than cutting to a break. It's like an actual break break. Just maybe even put something in between there to kind of just break the monotony of watching it. Something completely unrelated. Like if somebody made a little cartoon or something and they just played it in between. Just a 60 second cartoon. Just to kind of like break Break people out of whatever cycle they're oh, in. There is one tournament that does a really good job of that, and that's NorCal Regionals. Mm-hmm. Fighting game tournament takes place up in Sacramento, I want to say. They have, for one, like little funny clips where there's like one bit where it's like N- NBA Jam selecting their rosters, but it's all FGC personalities. And it has different stats for them. Like... Eris, his scumbag meter is really high, but his hygiene meter is low. <laughs> he does look like a fucking homeless oh, man, man, man. And then, it, like, other than that, they also have their blast from the plat, blast from the past clips, where they just play old matches that were really hype from ten years ago, and just throw that up there in between in between segments. That's a fantastic idea. Yeah, I really like that. That's good shit. That's good shit. That's super good shit. Take notes. Take notes, you fucking casters out there. You bo- And why are they called casters? It's yeah, like shout casters rather than fucking commentators right. or analysts because that's what they are. Right. Oh, we need to differentiate ourselves <laughs> from sports, but not enough to be good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking assholes. Moving on, Chet, to music. Music. Can you name top, your top five albums of any genre? Fuck, uh, I'd have to actually put some thought into that. All right, while you're thinking about it, I have my top five rap albums or hip-hop albums of all time. All right. These are five albums that you can't go wrong by listening to. All right. Number one, The Chronic 2001. Mm-hmm. Or Chronic 2001, excuse me, not The Chronic 2001. Get it right. Mad Villainy. Oh, Chronic 2001 is a Dr. Dre album. Mad Villainy, that's MF Doom and Mad Lib. Fucking classic album. Yeah, yeah. Incredible. Midnight Marauders by A Tribe Called Quest. Probably one of the most impressive albums to come out of the early 90s, especially 92, 93, that era. It's fucking good. And keeping with the same aesthetic, Stakes is High by De La Soul. Fucking good album. Have you ever heard Stakes is High? I'm sure I have. I, I have listened to quite a bit of De La Soul, but not recently, so I don't remember what specifically I've listened to. Mm-hmm. I feel it. I feel yeah. it. Chet's, Chet's not super big into hip-hop. Not old hip-hop. I fucking love it. I know. Like Every time I listen to old stuff, like you know, Far Side, like A Tribe Called Quest, like I'll, I'll really enjoy it, but it's not something that will pull me back into it. Yeah. So, yeah, it just doesn't stick with me as much. That's fair. That's fair. And the last one is Good Kid, Mad City. Uh, That album fucking bangs. And I don't care what any fucking cowards say. 
It's fantastic. There are like 10, 10 tracks on there that could be taken off and made their own album and would be it would be the perfect album. Yeah. I'm not saying that Good Kid Mad City is perfect, but it's f- fucking close. It's really good. Speaking of music that I enjoy, I opened up one of my old hard drives and pulled out about 60 gigs of music. Yeah. And one of the one of the artists that I had found that I forgot that I enjoyed a lot was Austin Peralta. Don't know him. He's the son of a skateboarder, Stacy Peralta. Okay. And he plays a lot of fucking jazz music, or played rather, a mm-hmm. lot of jazz music. And unfortunately, he passed away. Yeah, his music is fucking fantastic, though. He's got one album out. Don't recall the name of it, but it's totally worth listening to. All right. So here's my, my off-the-cuff, not really much thought put into it, top five, mostly also hip-hop albums. Uh, so I really enjoyed To Pimp a Butterfly, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. especially as like a complete album, just listening to it start to finish. It does tell a bit of a story. It has the poem going through. Really good album. I also really enjoyed um, Run the Jewels 2. I, I fuck with Run the Jewels Heavy and 2. That's that's the one that really got me into them. I liked one, but two really did it for me. All right, so next on the list, Lupe Fiasco's Food and Liquor. I also really like The Cool. They're kind of tied to me. That's his first two albums. Really enjoyed those. After that, you know, just I still fuck with Lupe, but just not as much. Young Rich Niggas <laughs> by the Migos. If you need the dumbest, dumbest of trap, just, there you have it. Shout out to Hannah Montana. And in a Panamera. In a Panamera. And Camp by Childish Gambino. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's a good collection of of albums there. Yeah, yeah. I had to do that mostly on the fly. Yes, yeah. Because <laughs> my bad. I didn't tell Chet ahead of time that we were going to do this. Also, note that on our top fives, neither of us have any Kanye albums. Oh, yeah. I like Kanye's songs. I'm not really huge on Kanye albums. Yeah, like it, each, there's a lot of filler on some yeah. of those albums. Like, not every song is a banger. No, mostly the singles are really good. Yeah, and then some of the other stuff on there is just like, eh. my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. I've been told is amazing. I haven't listened to it. <sighs> I stopped listening to Kanye after his third album, Graduation. Graduation. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, there's a uh, there's like a movie he produced for my beautiful dark twisted fantasy where it's like. Oh, pretty you know much what? the entire album. I saw that. Okay, I yeah. saw that. So I wasn't. I didn't. I seen what his bitch looked like, and nigga, I wasn't impressed or nothing. There you go. I <laughs> the only song I actually really like off of off of that album is "Lost in the Lost in the World," which is not really a hip hop song at all. It's got Bon Iver, <laughs> Bon Iver, Bon Iver. Uh, I like Yeezus. But I have to skip some songs. And I haven't listened to the entire thing, but I'm fairly certain that album was trash. Yeah, it's... I heard uh, All Day, and I was just like, yo, does the entire album sound like this? I asked a friend of mine. I said, yo, like, is the entire album yeah. like this? And he was just like, no. Yeah. And I was just like, all right, then it's trash. No, it's like, worthless. All the singles he released leading up to that and directly after that were better than the album. Oh, really? All of them. Oh, hold on, is All Day on the life of Pablo? The All Day was pretty much right after Yeezus. Okay. But then before that was like 
Mercy. Oh, Mercy was so good. Right. Oh, Cruel Summer. That whole shit that he was doing. Good Friday. Good Fridays and Cruel Summer. Though all of those songs are fucking sick. Yeah. And none of them are on the album. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you build up all this hype and it's like, what the fuck is this? Like, I still kind of like the album, but none of the singles stand up. None of the individual tracks stand up to the singles he released around that time. Okay. Which is really strange to me. Shout outs to Kanye. Apparently he's holed up in some cabin in with Wyoming. I have no idea. Trying to learn how to suck his own dick. Oh, just kidding. He's already mastered that. <laughs> he's trying to learn how to make good music again. Damn, I'm out here savaging. The hottest. Damn. The hottest take. Yeah, that's a hot take. Don't don't get in my fucking mentions about it either. <laughs> All right, well anyway, I've got a tech tip for that ass. What you got? Well, it's less less of a tech tip. Well, I guess it is a tech tip. But as many people are aware, there was a fucking massive ransomware attack. Yeah. Over on Friday specifically. It affected 200,000 people. <sighs> 200,000 victims. I mean, considering how many computers there are out in the world, it's, I mean, it doesn't pretty small percentage wise, but that's still a lot of people. Yeah. According to some reports I saw online, the hackers made $600 million that weekend. God damn. And I was the savior in my fucking office because I called my boss and I said, look, there's been this huge ransomware attack. And we need to prevent this from affecting our office. But I looked at the servers that we had, and they're all 2008 R2 servers. And according to some reports, R2 was affected by the the virus. Mm -hmm. But in reality, we were cool. It was just 2008 and lower. So R2 was released in pair with Windows 7. So it updated a bunch of features. 2008 was in pair with Vista. Mm. And 2003 was paired with XP. Okay. So anything lower than R2, not including R2, was fucked. They they used the NSA leak, of all things, <laughs> that pointed out certain exploits that were available in old Windows OSs mm-hmm. so that you could backdoor into and kind of plant whatever information you needed on the system in there. So what they ended up doing was, I mean, it doesn't take a lot of work to do this. Fishing is a big thing mm-hmm. involved. I Have I explained phishing on here before? No, I don't think so. So phishing is basically the act of sending a malicious link or file to somebody from a quote-unquote reputable source. Right. So your email address is chetbrown at xyzcompany.com. They might spell it chetbren at xyzcompany.com and to somebody who's not super discerning and a spam filter that's not going to catch it it'll send it right through to you or because somebody would assume that it's being sent from you chet brown not tret burn they won't look at it they'll see chet and they'll be like oh okay this is cool i will download this link or I'll download this file and open it. And that's how you can really expose people to it. Mm-hmm. And the way that it traveled was through Windows, the Windows file sharing protocol, essentially. Most offices utilize file sharing 
in their in in the environment sure so there's not really a way to avoid something like a ransomware taking over your entire fucking office if you weren't careful and if you don't if you don't prepare people well you will have people who look like shit or you will have people who click links and don't really read their emails yeah Luckily, somebody's fucking mom in the office. I'm sure she's somebody's mom. She's an older lady. <laughs> she looked. She got an email, like a phishing email, a while back, and kind of looked at it and said, "Hey, this is our CFO's name spelled incorrectly." Huh. It, it his last name is Williams, right? Mm-hmm. So they just took the I out. It was Willams. Huh. And she noticed it, and she was like. He would never request this information from me via email. Right. I can walk over there and talk to him about it. Right. And he also knows that I don't have this information personally. So this also spells his name right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And she did the right thing. She reported it to IT and said, hey, I got this in my mailbox. What should I do with it? And I said, delete it. And thank you for catching it. Now, on the flip side of that, I've had employees actually download Uh, attachments from non-reputable sources and open them, and it'll set off the virus scanner on their computer, and they'll be like, well, I keep getting this error when I try to download this attachment from this email that I have no idea who it's from. (laughs) And it's like, dog, just don't fucking do that. Don't do that. So... One of the reasons why I came out looking like a fucking champion over the weekend was because Thursday, I sent out an email outlining to the office how to to protect the company from malicious software. And the entire office read it. At least I hope they did. Not a lot of people read in the office, as it turns out. Mm. It was quite the lengthy email. I think it was about 700 words. Damn. Yeah. And I sent out that email. The COO gets it. The president gets it. The CFO gets it. And they are all like, thank you for sending this out, Denzel. And then the very next day, the fucking want to crypt, want to cry, malicious ransomware goes out. And I'm like, oh, yo, your man looking like a fucking champion out here. I'm looking like the god out here. You can't, and like, granted, we weren't affected. So (laughs) I called my boss in a tizzy. I was just like, oh my God, there was this ransomware. This nigga's out here remodeling his house and shit. (laughs) So he's not necessarily up on the most recent news and shit. So I'm out here. I call him and he's like, all right, thanks for getting this out to me. Check and see if this is applicable to any of the service we have and we'll get cracking on it Mm -hmm. and by wheel he means yule yeah and so i get i get busting on it on a saturday and on monday when i come in the cfo and the president or the coo and the president are like hey thank you denzel you took care of that over the weekend we appreciate that i was just like man i'm looking i'm out here flexing i'm out here flexing i'm looking real fucking good out here yeah your boy your boy your boy did well over the weekend. I'm not going to say that I actually did too much because that's a lie. I wrote 700 sure, yeah. words and I mean, called your serv- my boss. Your servers were unaffected anyway. Exactly. So that was the best part. Yeah. I made sure everything was up to date. And yeah, I had a, it, it was good. This, these tips are for you at home. So hopefully you don't get affected by ransomware. One, uh, the first tip is to make sure you're backing your shit up. 
you can back up things on the OS level, take snapshots or whatever of whatever machine you're using, or do all your nefarious shit on a virtual machine and make sure that it's on its own private network so it doesn't actually affect anything else. If you need help setting up a virtual machine, go fuck yourself, go Google it. <laughs> <laughs> um, if Let's see. And also backing up your stuff. You can really take images of your hard disk if you really want to and make sure you're saving all your important files to removable hard drives all your design documents all your writing all anything that could be important to you such as music every, your entire music collection whatever you have make sure you save it yeah back your stuff up <laughs> yeah that's that's probably the most important thing right there because if you do get hit with ransomware you can clean it off of your hard disk right you, you just, can just have to wipe it format everything there you go okay yeah. it's gone yeah exactly and then you have to reinstall your shit and make sure you don't do anything fucking stupid again yep Make sure you're updating and patching your systems. Now, not all patches are created equal, especially with Windows 10. Sometimes things will break when you patch. And this is the part about using computers that I don't necessarily like a whole lot. But you have to read the shit that you're downloading and understand what the patches are doing. Life is a lot more complicated when you want to protect yourself or you you want to pay attention to things. And that's... Yeah. That's the hardest part about life. Just making sure you pay attention. I don't necessarily read every patch that goes onto Windows, but I mean, for the most part, I assume anything that's being patched on Windows 10 right now is for a good reason because that fucking OS sucks still. <laughs> I mean, look, it's good, I, I but it's, it. it's bad at the same time. Yeah. There are some things, they patched out something recently, actually, which was. A huge problem I was having. OpenGL was constantly crashing on my computer. Yeah, I've noticed a lot of issues with graphics drivers. Yep. Specifically with Windows 10. Do you have multiple monitors? I don't. Okay, so on my computer I have three monitors. Mm -hmm. And if I were to drag a window with video playing from one monitor to the other, OpenGL would crash. <laughs> and sometimes if I was switching between tabs too quickly, it would crash. Or what used to happen a long, long time ago is it would just stop playing and it would start artifacting as the video played longer and longer. Yeah. And it would just be a jumbled mess. Yeah. And they fixed both of those things, which well, is good. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not too upset about it. I just, I can't, sometimes they release so many fucking patches, I can't read everything. But some of them are less important than others. But other ones also turn on features because Windows 10 is constantly scraping your data anyway. Yeah. And shipping it off to Microsoft. That was so the most the most recent one that just came out like last week. Had a bunch of stuff that was like, oh, hey, you know, do you want to review your security settings? And I'm like, fine. And I finally click it. And it's all this stuff about like, hey, how much data do you want to send to Microsoft? As little as I can, please? Yeah, same. They they know too much. They yeah. know too much already. It's a really odd feeling sitting and thinking about a company filling out a dossier on each and every person that uses their OS. Yeah. So in the event that the government wants to get at you, or if any advertiser wants to get at you, they can better sell data on you. And look, I put, I paid my fucking ducats for that OS. Don't you give me this shit about, oh, well, you know, it's their system. They can do what they want. Yeah. But that, that argument 
to me at least goes out the window a little bit when the product is a necessity for your work right yeah because i i would legitimately sit my ass on linux and use some of the tools available on there to get the work done that i need to get done but that's not a realistic expectation yeah, no. because none of those things are up to snuff or sometimes they just don't exist at all. Yeah. We'll get into that in a sec though. Another way you can protect yourself is to make sure you're using a fucking antivirus. Oh, yeah. Come just on. like what is this fucking 2003? <laughs> not having an antivirus on your fucking computer? ESET antivirus. Nod32 is really good. That's the one that I use. But much like every other fucking software, it's on a subscription-based payment level. Yeah. I fucking hate that more than anything. I hate having this. Software as a service is the worst thing to happen to consumers in a very long time. They just rail you monthly. What sucks is that in some ways, it's really handy. I think it works for Adobe because they're buying the, the products outright was so expensive. You'd have to drop like $1,200 to get the master collection. Or if you only need a few, you know, it's still like almost $1,000 as compared to $50 a month. That's a lot more reasonable. Also, you get all of the updates ever, but, but those updates aren't always good. And they correct. <laughs> they force you to update. Yeah. You yeah. can, you can, you can not update for as long as you want, but eventually I think every 30 days you have to sign into creative cloud. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you open it, it'll update stuff automatically. Yeah. And when you turn off update automatically, it'll start, it'll turn that back on once you update creative cloud. Jesus. So it's, it's a huge problem, and there's no way to roll back updates either. There is. It's just really complex. Oh, fuck them. Yeah. And software as a service for a lot of products doesn't make sense. And also, an- another way to protect yourself and the people that you care about, at least in some form or fashion, make sure they know what to do and what not to do on computers. Like, don't don't click those things that say, oh, your Windows system is having a big problem. Yeah, click yeah. here to fix it. You just, you just have to tell people when, what to use and what not to use and what real things look like. It's hard to explain to someone who's 70 years old, though. You know, Fuck them. Get them get a Chromebook. That's, that's basically what we did with my aunt. She's, well, my great aunt. I mean, she's had strokes she's old you know she didn't have computers growing up i don't blame her for not knowing how to use computers but the fact of the matter is she don't know how to use computers so we gave her some hilariously underpowered little all-in-one thing and she ran that thing into the ground in like a month where it was more spyware than it was a computer jeez it was bad so we're like okay well let's format everything let's try this again she basically just did it again took a little bit longer this time we're like, okay, here, have a Chromebook. You can check your email. You can use Facebook. You're good. Yeah. And that's that was, all. That's that a it. lot of what people need. We'll, we'll revisit that as well. Yeah. All right. And if you do actually get malware on your computer, don't wait to act on it. Just oh, make sure no. you take care of it right away. Yeah. Because the longer you wait, the worse it will get. And sometimes waiting even a fraction of a second will fuck you. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, all you can do is hope that you don't get fucked. Now, furthering furthering this discussion on 
fucking life and how futile it is, especially when it comes to trying to protect yourself from these greedy corporations that eventually want to make a digital clone of you based on what you're typing in Facebook, based on what you're searching in Google, and based on what you're buying on Amazon. They can create a fairly reliable facsimile of you now in your present state, but they can't account for your future changes if you drop off the grid forever. We're not talking about that. (laughs) What we're talking about right now, though, is... OS's all right to transition so earlier I had brought up working on Linux right so I did some digging there's a neat site that I've used for years as far as using some like a utility to tell me which Linux distributions are popping Mm -hmm. it's called distro watch I'll put a link in the show notes and by the way people we have show notes (laughs) <laughs> like I write, like I write them up. I typically don't write too much, but there are useful links in there if you want to know about some stuff. Like the episode that we talked about, a bunch of jazz music. I believe it was episode seventeen. I put links to all of the jazz music that we had mentioned. <laughs> there was it, a lot, and there was a fucking lot. So I put them all in the show notes, like stuff like that. But this site is called Distro Watch, and basically, it'll tell you every single conceivable. Linux distribution available in the world. Damn. There are a fucking lot of them. Yeah. And some of them vary by a little bit. Like, oh, maybe this one uses one type of graphics software and this one uses another set. One of my favorite ones from back in the day, which is no longer available, was called CrunchBang. It was one of my faves. I loved it. The top, the top three right now are... Fuck, it's Mint, Ubuntu, and Manjaro or something like that. I never heard of Manjaro. No, Ubuntu's like been around for a long time. Yeah, it's on its 16th revision now. All right, good for them. Yeah, they're doing pretty well. They struck a deal with Dell, and they have commercial support now. Cool. One of the most ubiquitous ones is RHEL, which is Red Hat Enterprise Linux, Yeah, which is also spun off in CentOS so on and so forth. The most useful one for most consumers, though, will be Mint or Ubuntu. RHEL is definitely, anything RHEL-based is definitely for enterprises or Mm. building servers to do shit. They're not necessarily the greatest when it comes to the software installed on them, but... They're they're built to be sturdy. Mm. You know what I mean? They're yeah. not. They're it's a not, workhorse kind of thing. Not no frills. Exactly. Exactly. Whereas Mint and Ubuntu are kind of for consumers to use. And I, when somebody when somebody says like, "Yo, this OS sucks," or "Yo, like this X Y Z sucks," Windows sucks, Mac sucks, Linux sucks. I just want to fight them <laughs> because it's. For the most part, it's coming from somebody who doesn't know what they're talking about. Yeah. And that's the most annoying part. As somebody who's worked in technology for a very long time at this point, I guess a long time, not a very long time. Sure. I can tell you from firsthand experience, no no OS is truly terrible except for Windows Vista. <laughs> and no, no OS is greater than the other like linux is useful for its own purposes mac is useful for its own purposes windows is useful for basically everything else right and there was a while when i hated pretty hard on macs but that was that was back when mac was really pushing their whole simplicity kind of angle 
Whereas like this was also when I was first learning like how to build computers and stuff. So I'm saying like, okay, my CD drive went out. Is my whole computer fucked now? No, because I'm not an idiot and I don't have a Mac. Also, my mouse has two buttons. But since then, they've with the Mac Pros, you have you can take it apart, you can customize your your hardware. You have mice that have two buttons, things like that. So now I have really no reason to hate on Macs. I still prefer Windows, but I can do just fine using Apple. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I say that not to say that there aren't things to dislike about certain systems oh, sure. because there are certainly things that I dislike about Mac. Like I can't uninstall certain things from this fucking computer. Yeah, and Windows, unfortunately, has started moving towards that same model where there are things that you can't take off the fucking computer. Yeah, it's really annoying. I hate that shit. Me so too. Much. I don't want this Xbox Live app on my fucking computer. Yeah, what the fuck's up with that? I don't want that. Just let me get rid of it. That, there's no reason why it needs to be here. Yeah. And same with Mac. Mac's got like so a bunch of dumbass products on here. And it's like, oh, we can't delete it because it's necessary for the hardware. <laughs> it's like, no, fuck you. <laughs> no, it's be, not. <laughs> this is where you can take a lesson from Linux. In Linux, you can build your own distribution from yeah. scratch. Is it difficult? Yes. Is it time consuming? Yes. But you know every single fucking component that's on there. Yeah. I once built a system, not, I didn't build it per se. I kind of just found a bunch of ad hoc pieces online mm-hmm. and put together my own pseudo distribution of Linux. Sure. It was built on top of a minimal version of CentOS. It had its own GUI. Uh, there were specific parts that I sought out that I put together in this one package. And it was perfect for me at the time because it was exactly everything that I needed. Mm-hmm. But going forward into the software where where things like... for Here's something. Why the fuck doesn't Adobe support Linux yet? It's one of the biggest things keeping me from moving to it. It's so weird. Why the fuck wouldn't they? It's been so long and they've had so many opportunities to do it. I don't understand. Every day is a wasted opportunity for them to support Linux. I don't understand. It's really fucking weird, man. Those guys. Those guys are on on some next level shit, man. I, I feel like Adobe is getting really close to Icarus levels where they're flying too close to the sun. They think they're too big to fail. And I feel like something's going to happen. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, Some of their OS, or not OS, some of their GUI changes in their software revisions lately have really pissed me off. Like yeah. small, subtle changes. Like why would you change the, the clicker, the pointer, from the OS level pointer to a proprietary custom one? And it's fucking annoying. Maybe I just never noticed. Yeah, it's possible. Because, I mean, I, granted, I use a lot of tools, so it's like, oh, now it's a pen, now it's a hand, you know, whatever. Yeah. I use I use mostly the pointers. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a difference in skill level here, Chad. Yeah. It's very apparent to me. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and look, they... With every update they release for that fucking software, it's like the software gets worse and fucking worse. There's always something cool that comes with it, but there's always something else that just breaks. 
Yep. Recently, I tried to open two files. Both were relatively large, and it caused the program to crash. So in order to open the file, I can't double-click the icon and expect it to open. What I have to do is open up Adobe, and then go to the file menu, go to open, and then open up the file. And then if I want to open the second one, I have to close that first one (laughs) and then open another one. And it's only happening with large files that I have. Interesting. It's really fucking weird, and I hate it. But anyway, off of off of Adobe, moving moving back to Linux. Linux is great, but as I said earlier, the software isn't necessarily the best. Sometimes it crashes. Sometimes it's missing features that you may really want in some software. <laughs> right. Sometimes it's not that great. Somebody had asked me on Twitter about becoming a graphic designer using solely linux that's tough man it can be complicated yeah but i've had i have some answers here for you okay one using inkscape for vector graphics i've never used it oh i've seen some ads for that uh by i want to say his name is like romaine tristan something like that he's he primarily uses illustrator but those guys, the makers of Inkscape, contracted him to make some of his illustrations in their program to advertise the program. Oh, nice. And they're really cool. And it, it, the interface is similar to Illustrator, but there's some things that it definitely does better. I actually wanted to check it out, but never got around to it. I also yeah. don't use Illustrator all that much. I'm, I live in Illustrator. I'm all After Effects right now. Oh, that's good. That's good. Speaking of After Effects, hey, Natron slash Buttle OFX for compositing and Blender for animation, video, and 3D stuff. Mm, Blender's weird. I yeah. tried using it once. I didn't like it. <laughs> Blender is weird. Natron and, I, and Buttle OFX. Never I've never used them. either of those. Yeah. The only reason why I know about them is because I was looking for an open source project to kind of dedicate some time to at one point, mm-hmm. and Natron was looking for people to commit to the cause Mm, i didn't end up doing it because i found better things to do with my time (laughs) but i i saw it i found out about it that way and look if you're if you're using natron or buttle for compositing i'm sure they're great but the whole thing with both of those programs at least from what i've seen of them is that they're nuke ripoffs so they're all node based Mm. and they you can script really easily in them but I mean, if they're Nuke ripoffs, Nuke is a piece of shit program anyway. <laughs> I fucking hate Nuke. And I hate how much they charge for it just to be a piece of shit. Yeah, because they know they can. Yeah. And the funniest part about it is somebody out there, correct me if I'm wrong. If you get on Nuke, half of those plugins were made by people who were using Nuke that basically sold them the rights to the little the little nodes that they made themselves. Yeah. That sounds right. Half of the shit they made isn't even them, and they can't even figure out fucking stability for their programs. So I wouldn't expect Buttle OFX or Natron to be fucking stable anyway. Using GIMP for photo editing. Most people have used GIMP. Yeah. And Scribus Scribus for layout design, which is basically their... InDesign? Yes, exactly. It's InDesign, but on Linux. All those programs that I mentioned are free, and they are on Linux. They're probably also available for... Everything else. Yeah. 
yeah, I, I didn't check on the compatibility for everything else. But I know that GIMP, Blender, Inkscape, and Natron are available on Windows yeah. and Mac. Yep. Scribus and Buttle OFX, I'm not entirely sure about. I haven't heard of either of those two, so... But one thing, one thing that you do lose by going to Linux and working in these softwares is the natural compatibility, quote unquote, that Adobe products have between each other. Yeah. Now you still run into fucking problems. Like maybe this program crashes a little bit too much when you're trying to transfer files from one to the other without having to use Adobe Bridge. Yep. But you know. Sometimes sometimes you live your life uh, dangerously and sometimes you live it safely. You can switch to Linux if you want to, but you lose out on a lot of the things that make Windows Windows. Like, Windows wouldn't be as popular as it is if it weren't for the game support that it has. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let me take that back because that's entirely untrue. A lot of their consumer base uses it for gaming. Enterprise level, they're basically untouchable. Yeah, they have that market down on yeah. lock, and there aren't many Linux equivalents that you can put together that would rival a Windows environment. Mm-hmm. Because the the thing that you get with a Windows environment is compatibility, much like in Adobe, right? You can go back and forth between these different software and have little to no trouble. You have Active Directory, you have Exchange, and they talk to each other. And then you have Windows 7 or 10 or whatever, and you have Outlook. And that's pulling down information from Exchange. But again, not all those software are not all the software is perfect. So shit happens sometimes. Nothing's perfect. Nothing in this world is fucking perfect. Nah. But you know if you want to live life on Linux, I, I recommend spinning up a VM and trying trying out Linux. There are There's a text-based web browser that I was using for a little while. Mm-hmm. It doesn't store cookies or anything like that. It's really kind of an interesting experience. Sounds interesting. It, it doesn't do ASCII art or anything stupid like that. It's just literally <laughs> text-based. It's really fucking interesting. I'd be more interested in an ASCII art-based. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be really fucking funny and probably really hard to put together. Extremely, yes. Portuguese Charlie. Portuguese Charlie. Portuguese Charlie asked me on the subreddit how to steal a woman. Actually, let me pull it up because it, it was phrased in a good way. So Portuguese Charlie says, Chet, I want to steal a douchebag's girlfriend. What are the do's and don'ts of girlfriend thievery? Also, is wife stealing acceptable under the right circumstances? Asking for a friend. Uh, Let me answer that in reverse first. Can you steal someone's wife? Yeah, fuck it. (laughs) Look, I'm I'm going to put it out there like this. If If you have a certain set of morals... Because you got to think about it like this, right? What you would do, especially if they have kids, is potentially fuck up their entire life, right? If, if somebody finds out, you could potentially fuck up their entire life. And for what? Like, just for, for funsies? <laughs> Consider what kind of person that would make you. Now, stealing somebody's girlfriend, on the other hand... Uh, uh, yeah, like, as long as they don't... Uh, they don't have kids, it'll be chill. Or it hasn't lasted I mean, for a long time. Jeez. I plan so I plan on putting out a more detailed explanation and tutorial, perhaps a walkthrough, 
<laughs> of girlfriend thievery and how to become Mr. Steelio Girl. That'll be on the Patreon. That'll be at a later date. Subscribe. Throw some money to find out. <laughs> but for the basic quick tip primer, yeah, so the things you want to consider are the the woman that you're going after, the man that she's with, or whatever partner, and how that how that affects them. I have never once taken a woman or done anything with the girlfriend of someone who I respect. If I like your boyfriend, you're safe. <laughs> <laughs> Toxic masculinity. You respect the boyfriend, but not her. No, but that's the, that's the whole thing. If I re- I respect them both, so if I respect the woman but not the man, it's like, oh well, fuck this guy. You deserve something better. I respect you enough to try to fuck you and never talk to you again. I never said that. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm currently dating <laughs> my last successful attempt. Also, my last attempt in general. Uh, but yeah, basically. <laughs> stealing stealing a girl is kind of like the opposite of being put into the friend zone. It's like you have to do a lot of the same things as a dude who is friend zoned, but you just end up getting laid instead where like you you have to be there for them, you have to be an emotional comfort for them. Cause really what you're trying to do is actually elicit a, an emotional response more than a physical one. It helps if you're attractive. It helps a lot. Let me tell you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to supplant their boyfriend. Yeah. You're trying to, to convince them. You're trying to reveal to them that you are a better choice than the person they're already invested in. You're trying to get them to quit their job and come work for you instead you know, which is in ways harder than just picking up a woman in a random situation. But in ways, it's also easier because there I've found that women who are in relationships like are in known relationships tend to have their guard down a little bit more because they're like, oh, he's not hitting on me. He knows I have a boyfriend, but really you're hitting on them. I couldn't imagine what life would be like as a woman knowing that every man or almost every man or at least some population of men wants to fuck them. Fuck you. Yeah. It's I, I talked to a woman recently about that actually, because it was really weird. Like, because I was hitting on her, but like in the very obvious, like, yo, I'm hitting on you kind of Mm -hmm. way and like making a joke of it and so on and so forth the whole i'm just playing unless you're going to do it type yeah. thing and she after a certain real point, quick that approach is really good with people's girlfriends oh buddy <laughs> anyway continue i'm about to find out on some real shit <clears throat> we'll talk about it some other time so basically this this lady was just like yo like I only interact with dudes who are trying to fuck me constantly. That life must be tough. Yeah, that's got to be weird. Nobody nobody out here is being genuine with you. They're just trying to fuck you. And I typically I would just kind of be like, oh, man, that's bad. But having witnessed it, it's another thing entirely. Mm -hmm. Like one of her ex-boyfriends is always around like 
like trying to get all like I'm not Drax yeah. anymore with her. Yeah. And then one of the dudes, like one of her good friends that she's known for a while, recently confessed his love for her. Oh, and like he had been trying to fuck her for a while. Yeah. And me, I was trying to fuck her too. <laughs> and I was just like, this will put a stop to me trying to have sex with you yeah. for sure. You know, you know how to douse a fire with a bag of flour <laughs> for certain. And I just, you know, was, she. I'm sure it's not every every person she's ever come, not every man or woman that's come in contact with her that's been trying to fuck her, but it's been a good percentage of her. Yeah, now that's got to be exhausting. And you know what? I will tell you for a fact that, you know how some people have gaydar? Yeah. I have thirstadar. Oh, man. I can sense thirst. I, it's like it's like my spider sense is tingling, and I know who's thirsty. You, like you can see it on their face. It's pretty easy to pick up sometimes. Like you'll be at a party and just see like this dude subtly following one girl, yeah, like around the corner and shit, and, like trying to insert themselves into conversations. It's really funny to watch. Yeah, it's interesting to watch. One thing that I definitely noticed too. This was a while back. Is if you see a hot woman coming, just look around. Just don't look at her. Just look around. <laughs> look at everyone else. Yeah, just look at how everybody else reacts. It's actually quite entertaining. I'm going to I'm gonna keep an eye out for that. There was one time I was working at the mall when I was 16. I used to work at a Foot Locker. Mm-hmm. And this woman came romping through the mall looking extra sexy. Mm. Like, it's uh, jaw-droppingly sexy. Like, I stopped what I was doing and just watched Damn. for a little while. And I was just like, God damn. And then I noticed after, like, she had passed my field of view and I was looking behind her and I saw, <laughs> like, how everybody else was looking at her. I was just like, God damn. I never want to get caught looking like that ever damn, again. Yeah. It's fucking crazy, dog. That's bad. She was so sexy, though. She was like, I would I would sacrifice my life to fuck you, sexy. Damn, she was very good. I don't know what she would look like now. <laughs> sure, but if I ever saw her again, she it, looked like Emma oh Watson. My God, <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Oh my God, this takes me back. Oh man, memories of working at the mall. Mm. There was a young woman who worked at the Abercrombie and Fitch, or maybe it was a Hollister next door to Foot Locker. It's one of day. those. Her name was Gina. Gino used to wear sundresses all the time. Yo, sundress season is approaching fast. Yeah, she had cakes. She had cakes before cakes were popping like that. And like she she was like self conscious about her body or whatever. Mm. And I was always there, like, yo, nah, girl, you look good. You look look fucking good. And she was a friend of this super huge douchebag that I knew. Super huge. And like she would come, like, we would talk every once in a while, but I could never close. Could never close uh, when I was young, and I was like 15, 16 at oh, the time. Yeah, she yeah. was like nineteen, twenty. That's a lot harder. Yeah, and god damn, she was so sexy though. Gina, if you're listening, call me. Four one three savage one. Yeah, four one three savage one. Just give me, drop me a line. The thirst god is here, baby. The thirst god is here. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna get into questions from subreddit. Unless if you got more. no, no. I mean, okay. I got plenty more on how to steal a woman, but. You have to pay the uh, the 4chan gold for that one. 4chan gold? Do they have gold on 4chan? No. Oh, geez. All right, good, good. All right, we're going to get in questions from subreddit. Realnerdhours.reddit.com. First one comes from Sean Galt. Would you rather listen to Asterios' new podcast or fist fight him? 
I'm, I'm ready to fight anyone. Okay. Don't put nothing in my ears. Put it in my face. <laughs> I would listen to it uh, because, I mean, after Chet fights him, I don't know how much he could take after that. <laughs> I don't know. For those of you listening who aren't caught up on the goss, Asterios basically, he's a, he's a fixture on the dick show. And he's got his own podcast, the five-minute podcast in science fiction. Friction, science friction. Uh, one science friction is a game show, and the five minute podcast is just that—a five minute podcast. But essentially, some guy from the Donald subreddit who also listens to the Dick Show threatened to fuck Asterios's wife, and that really set Asterios off. And Asterios said, "Fuck it, I'll fight you. I'll fucking <laughs> fight you." So that's what's gonna happen so i I assume this question was that sean was that guy making that threat was that portuguese charlie no 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 just just checking (laughs) i would certainly hope not i would certainly hope that our listeners would not threaten to have sex with such a nice man's ex-wife there you go shit (laughs) all right yeah rip comes to us with the double header I actually have a tech question, I guess. My keyboard is starting to show its age, and I'm picky as fuck. Got any recommendations for a decent wired keyboard with media buttons? I really like having media buttons. Pause, play, volume up, down, etc., etc. Or I just go to my backup keyboard. Oh, and one other question. I got into a debate about this. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Technically speaking, yes. It's sideways. Get at me. I would say it's more of an open face sandwich than anything. Yeah. But it's a subset of sandwich. Right. It, it, like, yeah, it's technically a sandwich. It, it, you, we obviously know what a hot dog is. When you call it a hot dog, it's a hot dog. Yeah. But, yeah, it's effectively a sandwich. Yeah. So, it's, yeah. It's, a, it's a sandwich with a wiener in it. Yeah. Rather than, like, flattened meats. Right. So, as far as a keyboard goes that's got dedicated media buttons, no. I don't have a recommendation for you. I got that. my I actually asked a very similar question um, <clears throat> right around this time last year. Shout out to my roommate. He bought me a keyboard for my birthday cuz I asked him for a keyboard for my birthday. And we spent a lot of time looking and what we landed on because I, I had pretty much those exact specs where it's wired and has dedicated media keys. And that's it. I also didn't want to spend over, well, didn't want him to spend over $40. So, yeah, that was kind of hard to find. I actually don't remember the name that I found or that I got. But I can't say it's the highest quality keyboard either. It's kind of tacky. It's got LEDs. That's kind of cool. <laughs> but it looks like some extreme gamer kind of shit. It works fine. I'll post up the the model number, brand, etc. when I remember to. Oh, you know what? Here's a recommendation. Uh, the Ergonomic Keyboard by Microsoft. It's got the dedicated media keys on it. Oh, And it's yeah, also yeah. good for your hands. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's about as good as I can get. Most of the keyboards that I use are mechanical keyboards that have function keys that double as the media buttons. Right. So function F10 is going to be play. Function F11 is going to be pause. Volume up and down have their own function keys. Things of that nature. Um, I can't 
I wouldn't be able to recommend anything outside of that ergonomic keyboard, though, because I really don't use anything other than my fucking 68 key keyboard that literally in order to go to the end of the sentence or the home home and end it's literally pressing function and the um carrot keys no oh, i can't the later than stuff greater like than keys it feels like i'm operating a weird machine from space yeah when i type in a computer like that i don't i'm not particularly fond of it but i just love the way that the keyboard feels oh yeah. i love that i love it it's got cherry, cherry MX green switches in it. Mm-hmm. They're fucking great, dude. I fucking and the case is like this cold ass aluminum. So when I'm sitting in the office and I'm getting a little bit hot, I can just put my hand on it to remind me that <laughs> yo, it's cool. Yeah. We all cool out here. Yeah, yeah. Do it like Fonzie. And what's Fonzie? Cool. He's cool, baby. Eric Luster says, "Are you guys into movie reviews?" As in watching them. Yes, as in watching them. I had to clarify. Yes. I I fuck with Red Letter Media, and that's really about it. Yeah, pretty much the same. I will watch ad hoc movie reviews. But part of the problem that I have with YouTube-based punditry when it comes to media is people are overwhelmingly positive when there's no need to be. Yeah. It's really fucking weird. A, f- a few friends of mine ran a... Um, ran an old YouTube series and I think I'm going to have Adam on here eventually but it was superhero news and everything that they would talk about was very it was very positive mm-hmm. it was not to say that I demand negativity but it was just weird to hear everything be explained positively right because not, not everything is good not everything is good and they like a lot of stuff and one of the things that I have a problem with is if you like everything, then why the fuck is your opinion valuable? <laughs> right. Like, why why should anybody care about your opinion if... You just like everything. Yeah, it's really fucking weird. That is pretty funny. Yeah. I never considered that. And one of the reasons why I like Red Letter Media is, is because, A, they're super fucking funny. Yeah. And, B, like, when they're not positive about something... You can tell. Oh, it's yeah. not some ambiguous thing where it's like, well, th- it was still really good, but I just didn't like it. No. It's like, no, this this sucks. Yeah. This is fucking <laughs> terrible. They're, they're, one of the funniest things that I've seen them do, two of the funniest things, is their Star Wars Rogue One review. Oh, man. That shit was so, like, just the opening itself was really fucking funny. God. And they're, they're very snarky dudes. Yeah. And another thing that they do is uh, something called the Nerd Crew Podcast. <laughs> and the, that's, it hit a little close. <laughs> <laughs> it's them making fun of the people who are on YouTube who are very overwhelmingly positive about things right and there's a guy on youtube named film gob who intercuts like what they're talking about as well as i'm excuse me what red letter media is talking about against the people that they're referencing in those videos there's this really really fucking funny one where he there i think it was nerd crew Three Nerd Crew podcast number three, mm-hmm. where they just kept saying very cool, very cool, very cool, very cool, very cool, very they, cool, very cool. It was really fucking funny. And what they did, what Film Gob did, was just cut it with every time somebody said <laughs> very cool on one of those other fucking shows. Oh my god! And the thing that it highlighted for me 
especially with the film gob cut is like yeah these people are fucking positive about the dumbest shit oh, that's so dumb star wars sent these guys like patches or something like stupid little knit patches or something Mm -hmm. and they were just like oh this is so great this is fantastic and they were just shit quality and i was just like why like why wouldn't you just say like this is bad because you got it for free yeah yeah that's exactly why now me personally with red letter media i i i enjoy a lot of their stuff Uh, but yeah me personally i don't really watch many other uh any many other review type things yeah and that's fair that's fair very cool moving on very cool very cool gaia road killick says eric was 100 percent correct on konosuba being hilarious if you haven't seen it yet stop being a coward and check it out it is a funny show it's i wouldn't recommend it if you're not into anime like don't if, don't do this as you, your first anime. You, if you're not an anime ass anime fan, yeah, you wouldn't recommend it. I, yeah, because okay. it's it doesn't look good from the outside. Like when you're actually watching it, it's very tongue in cheek. It's it's kind of a parody of other anime, which you know doesn't. It's not as effective if you're not into it. Okay. He follows by saying, "What do y'all think of the anime?" Kaijo, Kijo, 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 and why is it the best thing ever? Also, <laughs> should we just start addressing questions to the three of you at this point? No, I don't think Eric's going to be on here that regularly. No, it was just kind of a. The first time he had so much fun that he just wanted to come back. The second time we still had unanswered questions that he wanted to get to, but we obviously didn't get to. And then after the third time, we actually got to the questions. So, it just ended up being a furious foursome. He'll be back, I'm sure. Just not four times in a row again, probably. Yeah, chances are that's not going to happen again. Yeah. But, I mean, he'll be on once a month. We'll try to have more guests on regularly. Mm -hmm. Oh, guests next week for next week's show. We're going to have Al and Mike on from the Virtual Pros Podcast. Yeah. Uh, It's a wrestling podcast. So, if you don't like wrestling you'll want to check out this podcast. These guys are actually genuinely funny, and it's definitely one of the best wrestling podcasts that I've ever listened to. Excellent. Uh, we'll get into that next week, though. Right. We'll talk about that. Um, yeah, about Keijo. I I saw the first episode. I was pretty hyped for it, seeing the previews, because I was like, oh, this is super dumb. It's going to be hilarious. The The basic premise is that it's... A girl's school that specializes in sports, but the most popular sport is the ass fighting. It's, is this it's the, ass fighting. It's the ass fighting. It's, anime. So you're standing. It's two girls, or probably have battle royales, but you're standing on a like a floating raft on on in a pool, and you're trying to knock the other person off using only your hips or your chest, and that's basically it. So, you know, it's ass fighting, boob fighting. Which. Jeez. All right. Enough of this. Yeah. It's terrible. It's a terrible anime. I'm never going to watch it. Don't make me kill myself. I explained because my girlfriend really likes it. She thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Of course she does. (laughs) She thought it was hilarious. I I basically. You talk to her about her shit taste. I have. (laughs) We've had many discussions. (laughs) No, basically, the thing to me about it was, was that. 
the show plays itself 100% serious. Like it's doing all this ridiculous stuff and it's obviously not meant to be taken seriously, but there's no straight man in the, in the show. There's nobody in the show saying what the fuck is wrong with all you people. Cause that, if they had that character, I think that show would have been hilarious to me, but it's played totally straight, but only sort of like they know they're being ridiculous, but the characters in the show have no self-awareness. I think that would have made it funny. Yeah, fuck that. I'm not. <laughs> that's that's too anime for me. It's also anime as fuck, and I'm just not ready for that. I only really watch action anime. Yeah. I'm not going to watch a comedy. I don't fucking care about whatever jokes come out of a stupid fucking <laughs> anime. And I don't want to see like girls hopping around with oversized tits, and they're in fourth grade or some shit. Like, shit like that. It's like, fuck, dude. The fuck is wrong with you people? <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's stuff like that that keeps me from calling myself an otaku. I just cannot do that. Like dog body pillows? Are you fucking kidding me? Wall scrolls? Fuck out of here. I thought wall scrolls were cool for a while, but it was always like action anime wall scrolls. Like I have a, um, actually not straight up a poster, but I had one for Advent Children. Like it, it was just a cool, it was, Advent it was, it Children? was Which the was Final that? Fantasy VII movie. Oh, uh, it was a cool poster. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tom Lund on Twitter. What's your guys' opinion of Macross Plus? I'm catching up with anime after years off and haven't found anything I like as much. Yeah, I haven't watched like any Macross at all. Like old old giant robot kind of stuff never really appealed to me i'm rewatching gundam wing right now I mean, i'm enjoying that but well i'll have to check it out and i'll let you know because i have to watch tank police as well as macross plus now i was really i really fucked with uh pat labor pat labor i don't know mobile something something pat labor mm-hmm. that shit was cool i mean like it's it's like a lighthearted show. It's never it never gets super serious with it. It's just like a fun cop action thing. Gotcha. It's kind of like a um, a lethal weapon ish. Oh, like, sure. As far sure. as like how light how lighthearted it is. Yeah. It never gets too serious. It's really fun. Cool. It's a fun show. So we'll get back to you on that. Yeah, I'll let you know next week. Edward Ville, I get it. Evil. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you nerds think manga people are nerds? Do you consider D&D players to be nerds? Yes and yes. Fair enough. Yes and yes. <laughs> I don't I don't really categorize people like that. You yeah, are, no. You are what you say you are. Uh, if you say you're a man and you're a green bean, I will believe you. Yeah. And then I'll be immediately scared by the fact that there's a talking green bean. So, we'll see. Yeah. How disappointed would you be if you came across... A talking fish and it had no magical powers aside from that it talks like you just saved it from the cannery and that's it it's now it talks but okay I mean, in the end if you find I, the talking fish it's supposed to grant you like three wishes or some shit how so if it talks can i understand it underwater like do, like if i put it in a fish tank can i understand what it's saying as it talks underwater or does it have to like poke its mouth out of the water to say stuff you know as far as i can tell it's always when it's in the air which makes it even more magical which is why it's so disappointing that's really weird 
I would ask it if it had its brain transplanted in that fish. Like if it used to be a human. Mm. I think that would be the first thing I would ask it if it couldn't grant any wishes. Right, right. Brian S. wants to know, who is the one person that you absolutely cannot stand, but you'd still like bang the shit out of them? Ooh. There's, there's a few of those people. I go, not anybody that I can name out loud. <laughs> and trust me, if you listen to that fucking bonus episode, it's not that person in there. All right, there you go. Uh, I mean, Kim Kardashian comes to mind, or at least pretty much basically all the Kardashians. I really just. Even yeah. the fucking gargantuan one. There's it's, a gargantuan one? <laughs> there's one that's like a six footer. Really? Yeah, I think it's Chloe. I mean, if the face is looking right, if the proportions are good, we're doing it. I know. I, don't know. <laughs> I think she lost a bunch of weight recently. Well, whatever the case, most of the Kardashians are still attractive women, regardless of how much I just generally dislike them. So I would, yeah. Fair enough. Plus, could you imagine the breakfast that they would make or have made the next, the morning after? I wouldn't imagine that they eat breakfast. You know what I mean? That's a good point. Like, I don't know many modern Americans that have lives that actually sit and eat breakfast. Yeah, but they have money. Yeah, but I mean, even if you have money, you got to keep generating money, right? Or they just wake up at noon or one in the afternoon. Okay, well, that's still, it's still technically breakfast. But whatever, you know, when you wake up and have a meal, you know, when they, they will eat at some point. Just, and I'm sure it's going to be lit. You roll out of bed at three in the You act like they're actually cooking meals. They'd probably just eat out all the time. Well, that's fine by me. I mean, then <laughs> if, they get, it, if they get shit catered to the house or if they have like a personal chef, I'm sure that meal would be delicious. I don't think any of those things are the case. Well, whatever. I mean, let's let really, me live my fantasy. That's really weird. Like fucking well, Chloe and Kim and cancer. Yeah. <laughs> And the ones that just be, just left Jailbait Ranch. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to plastic surgery. Those right. girls do not look as young as they are. They certainly don't. All right, Chet. It's time for voicemails. After a long goddamn time. Yeah, they're back. And you can keep calling 413-SAVAGE-1. Savage. Yo, Denzel, what is going on? What's going on, Chet? Um, yeah, I was just wondering, uh, do you guys think that Kendrick Lamar is the GOAT rapper? Like, I get so much flack for saying this from everyone, but, like, I legit think that Kendrick's better than Tupac and, like, Biggie, especially with his new album. He's got, like, three classics in a row, so I was just wondering what you guys thought about that. Bye. I don't know about GOAT rapper. I feel like that's... That might be a little bit of a reach. We'll see. We'll see how he's doing by album five because people were saying the same shit about Kanye up until like graduation, and then 808s and Heartbreaks came out, and everybody was like, "Oh, nigga, what?" <laughs> Just off that boat immediately. Yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. I think his career needs to progress a little bit more before we can start staking out claims for goat. As far as the best rapper out now, yeah. yes. All day. Yeah. All day and tomorrow. <laughs> J. Cole went double platinum with no, no features. features. I don't give a fuck. Kendrick Lamar's album is any one of his albums, even Section 80, bodies J. Cole's entire body of work. Bah. 
But as like Tupac, I I think, and this might catch me some heat. I think Tupac's a little bit overrated. Yeah. Uh, Biggie though, Biggie, Biggie has banger after banger after banger after banger. His music's very good. Not to say that Tupac just has trash shit out there. It's just that after he died, he people just kind of went buck wild and released a bunch of things that people shouldn't necessarily hear. Yeah, I. I... I think Tupac and Biggie, what the biggest contributions they... I think they're more important for their contributions, not necessarily for their music itself. Granted, it is good music. They yeah. do have bars. They do have bangers. But they transformed the game. Yeah. It, it made it. It made rap something entirely different. And it's hard to compete with that. You know, Kendrick doesn't have the same... He's not in the same context. So no. we'll see what kind of lasting effect everybody now has. We'll see what what effect Drake has, what effect Kanye has, and what effect Kendrick has. You know? Yeah, I mean, fuck Kanye. <laughs> and before anybody hops on Kanye's dick for like reinventing the game, like sing rapping, I'm gonna say that Kid Cudi did that first, and then Kanye bit the wave from him. Like. Yeah. Kid and Cudi, where's Kid Cudi now? Yeah, I mean, Kid Cudi, he he originated that shit. And then, or I don't want to say he originated it, but he definitely brought it back into the public eye. Yeah. And then Kanye just bit the wave, much like Drake does on every fucking artist. And also, I'll <laughs> and say his this. Accents. Yes, and his accents. I'll say this, and this is going to be a rare scorching hot from your boy, but I think Jay-Z's overrated. That That is a hot, hot take. Yep. All right. I'm gonna sit on that. Too. Sit on that. <laughs> hey Denzel, shit, long time no talk. Hope you're doing well. Uh, I just wanted your opinion on lo-fi hip hop, and it's just awesome. Also, that like the internet allows for the spread of of such great talent. You know that doesn't that hasn't had the chance to, you know, break into the, that kind of uh, distribution. You know, that's such a great thing about the Internet. And that's also why, you know, it's great because we get to listen to this podcast. You know, it would have been possible, like, a long time ago. Uh, so, yeah, just want to hear what you think and uh keep up the show it's great yeah thank you we appreciate it one yeah. got glad you like it so i definitely fuck with lo-fi yeah the thing is that there are and this is me being kind of like a genre dickhead but <laughs> they conflate lo-fi with a lot of different genres like yeah it could be down tempo house it could be actual lo-fi hip-hop. It could be future funk. It could be a lot of different things. Yeah. But what oftentimes happens is it's just conflated with whatever's whatever channel it's on. And one of the problems that I do have with those YouTube radio stations is that they don't oftentimes credit the artists that they're playing. I've noticed that sometimes. It's really fucking weird. They don't, and granted, I'm sure they haven't built up the infrastructure sure. to be able to actually put out the titles of each song, or maybe it's something that only pops up in the chat. 
but the fact that it's not on screen i find really bothersome yeah i mean if you're putting out this music obviously it's intended to to get the word out there in some fashion you should be crediting your artist like not even just as a respectful thing but like come on now this this is kind of a no-brainer if you're a radio station the people should be able to know what song you're playing. Yeah, that that's actually the reason why I bring it, or one of the reasons why I bring it up, outside of it's kind of filthy not to credit the artist. Yeah. I was looking for, I still can't find the song. It was a song that used the same sample as Explosive did from Chronic 2001. Oh, yeah. It's like funk guitar. Yeah, yeah. And, I I really fucking love that song. So I rushed to the channel and tried to find out what it was. And there was no name of the artist, no no title. And I was just like, yo, like, what the fuck is this? What kind of racket are you running? Yeah. But I, aside from that, <laughs> I do I do really like uh, lo-fi hip-hop. Yeah. There's, there's a series of mixes that are on YouTube that I really dig. I think it's called Trappin' in Heaven. Or mm-hmm. they'll have they'll have different titles for them. So it'll be like trapping in Tokyo, trapping in heaven, mm. trapping in the bathroom. Like I don't know if trapping in the bathroom is one of them. I kind of hope not. But yeah, that's those are those are a few those are a few of them. I'll post links in the show notes on the show. If you're kind of new to experimental hip hop, lo-fi hip hop, you can just kind of go to the Brain Feeder label. They have a lot of kind of stuff as part of their library i would specifically say listen to early teebs and early flying lotus yeah because after a certain point uh, i believe it's cosmo grandma or maybe pattern slash grid world that on that flying lotus did he makes a change from hip-hop inspired stuff to more electronic and then into jazz and then other things beyond that right which to me i like it all i mean not every single track but you know yeah. i like all of his albums but yeah he definitely started more hip-hoppy than how he is now yeah there's a there was a small movement back in the day called quote unquote beat music yeah which flying lotus was a part of no such thing daedalus a bunch of cats like teebs think think like adult swim bumpers yeah Exactly. That music. Yeah, exactly. Which I fuck with. I fuck with it as well. Yeah. Chat, don't even feel bad about masturbating at work, man. It, it helps clear your head. And plus, we got to stick it to the capitalist pigs somehow. So stay woke, woke pilled and keep on cranking. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Stay, stay woke pilled. <laughs> stay woke pilled, huh? Have you ever been paid to jerk off? Think about that. The fuck out of here. <laughs> God, the fuck out of here. Don't advocate this fucking behavior. That's disgusting. <laughs> Jacking off at work? Are you kidding me? Don't listen to this hater. God damn. That's it's sickening. You guys are sickening. If you are hearing this, congratulations. You've now caught up with all the voicemails you've missed in the past month. <laughs> There's another week until the 20th episode, so you probably got a fuck ton more. 
Good luck, you fucking cowards. Hey, thanks, buddy. <laughs> I mean, we're, we still haven't caught up to all of them. There's still a few left in the chamber. God damn. We, God, man, we... Yeah, we're like five weeks behind, something like that? Yeah, that's all a right. lot of weeks. Good time. We're getting there, though. Yo, what's up, Denzel? What's up, Chet? This is me. I'm over here. You can call me Dirty D. I don't follow any of the other shit. But yeah, I was listening to this week's episode, and you guys talking about, you know, stroking it at work. I think I've done that at every single <laughs> job I've ever worked, except for one. Because I couldn't find time. There was not enough privacy for it. Was that out the way? Good question for you. So, have you found out what they mean by confidence when they tell you to be confident to think up girls, Denzel? Have you found out at all? At all? Because I got a theory about it. I think what they mean by confidence is confidence that you're going to get it that night. Because what I keep seeing the guy say to you basically is, well, you have to want it. And they have to know that you want it. But you're not conveying that to them. Let, 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 get off there. Let, good work with the show. Love each episode. Peace. Later, man. I first of all, later. Peace. Yeah, later. See. Second of all, you're sick for jacking off at every fucking job you've ever had. Don't you guys listen need to, to this hair. Stop. What the don't fuck is wrong with you guys? See, the, here's your problem. You don't have enough sexual energy going on that's why you're not out here getting late because i have standards and practices in which areas i will beat off in absolutely i, I once and granted this is a, this is as close as i've come to masturbating outside of my apartment i almost fucked in a bookstar bathroom all right i got real fucking close the dick was out the dick the dick was out the dick was hard the girl had her pants off. She was getting, and then somebody knocked on the door. No. And, and yeah. we were just like, oh, shit. And we froze. And then they knocked again. And then I had her say occupied because we were in the women's bathroom. There you go. But yeah, but we, we stopped what we were doing. And as far as confidence goes, it depends on the context I found out. Because people just use it as a magic bullet to, as if it means something yeah. in every context. Like it, sometimes they just say it just to fucking say it because they're stupid. It's it's a nice fallback answer if you can't actually think of anything. Yeah, you just need confidence. No, and as far as what you're saying, it's like yeah, that 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 charts, but you can't let her know that you want it too bad. She just needs to know that like you're willing to have sex with yeah. her, but it doesn't need to be right now. It's just like you're putting out that sexual energy. It's weird. It's complex. It's a complex it, yeah. issue. And people people treat it treat confidence, the word confidence, as some sort of magic bullet that'll solve every fucking one of your problems. When in reality it's not. Don't if you want to help somebody get a date, don't ever tell them to be confident. Tell them exactly what you mean. Because confidence really, at least in my experience, just doesn't mean shit. Because you can be you can be very confident in a lot of things. I'm very confident in my ability to do my job, right? Yeah. But does that that doesn't matter when I'm talking to a woman. Like I'm confident in my ability to yo-yo, but does that that may actually hurt my chances with a woman? <laughs> Like you, you just gotta. When you say confidence to all you people out there giving people dating advice, when you say confidence, you just have to actually specify what you mean. 
I would say what I mean when I say confidence, especially when it comes to social situations, is just don't give a fuck about what happens if something goes wrong. Like, not... Even that's actually not even accurate. But Yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough thing to summarize because it's, it's a lot of facets, right? Because when you... One, confidence... How do you express confidence, right? right. Because there, there are a lot of different ways to express it. But one thing for sure is being able to hold a conversation with somebody. That's being able to sure. have a conversation is an expression of confidence in itself because that means you're willing to talk to somebody. Right. But yeah, let's let's say eye contact is another expression of confidence. Sure. Not too much eye contact because it's weird then. Or not being self-conscious about social cue, not social cues, but like societal expectations. You know what I mean? That's, and yeah. that's ambiguous in itself. <sighs> yeah. I, it's, I, I guess what what people are trying to say in a lot of ways is be someone who other people want to be around. And generally speaking, you don't want to be around unconfident people, people who are really unsure of themselves. Like you can, you can smell that on someone. Like if someone's really uncomfortable in a situation, you can just tell and it just makes everything awkward. But if someone's really just comfortable being personable, they can hold the attention of the room. You want to be around that person. I think that's part of it. I think that's a large part of what they're trying to say. Yeah. It's difficult to summarize because there's no there's no perfect answer for right. just saying be confident. Right. Because it's a bullshit answer to begin with. <laughs> and of and, course, other people because you're dealing with people, people are going to react to different things in different ways. Yeah, exactly. Like you can ha- be, you know, quote quote unquote the like the perfect person, but Someone just may not like you. You're just wearing dumb shoes. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. There's no there's no accounting for other people's taste. Yeah. Sup, Denzel. Sup, Chet. This is your friendly neighborhood pizza guy. Yeah, I just want to call in and talk about Attack on Titan. I think y'all are right on the mark with how much of an overrated piece of shit anime it is that had so much potential. I think where they went wrong is they brought Aaron back. Dude should have died. He should have died as a result of his shonen bullshit of trying to just blindly go after the fucking Titans. But no, what do they do? They turn the fucking show into some Ultraman knockoff. Dude needs some fucking pants when he's a fucking Titan. Now, another thing they should have done is made the show about Armin growing a pair. After Aaron died... It should have been about him developing a character and stop being a little baby back bitch, but no. So yeah, that that that's Attack on Titan. They fucked it up. Anyways, love the show, guys. Take it easy. Fucking smart man, that one. There you go. My brother has that exact argument. He he like explained how basically everything that Aaron does after he comes back, minus the whole being a Titan thing. Spoilers. Could have been done by Armin after he grew up hair. Yeah. Like, just replace... Just replace Aaron with Armin now, and you're good. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I don't... I fucking... I don't like that show. I, I, I didn't watch much of it myself, so. <laughs> Damn, smart guy. There you fucking go. Fucking smart guy. Oh, this one's hey, hard. guys, this is Mr. Lug calling. 
just heard your segment where you're talking about Jacob uh, in the Bible. Now, I'm not uh, I'm not calling to correct you like a jackass. I'm just calling to offer you my services as a religious consultant. Um, I've got some credentials. I spent two years in a Pentecostal uh, middle school, and then I also spent another two years as one of those uh, annoying Mormon missionaries. So I'm a... Uh, I think I, I think I've got the stuff. Um, I'm not real religious myself at the moment, but you know I know the text pretty well. I've read the Bible from start to finish. That's another credential of mine. So I thought I might set the record straight a little bit. Uh, Jacob was not one of the twelve apostles. He actually wasn't even in the New Testament. He was in the Old Testament. Uh, they also called him Israel. If you've seen uh, Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat, that uh, that's about his family. So. He was about 400 years before Moses, which is another few hundred years before Jesus. So anyway, that's my pitch. Uh, Real Nerd Hours, religious consultant. Give me a call anytime you guys come on the subject. 1-800-MR-LUG. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, he says, I'm not calling in to correct you like a jackass, but then proceeds to correct us. (laughs) Like a jackass, and that number he gave us is a fake number. It's got too many numbers. Ah, God damn. Just kidding. Uh, We appreciate the correction. Somebody posted something on the subreddit. Uh, It may have been the same guy that was essentially that information. We appreciate it because I sure as fuck don't know anything about the Bible. I I know. I, I went to church for a long time. I haven't been in a bit, but I, I something felt wrong about saying Jacob was one of the 12, 12 apostles. And I'm like, is this right? Yeah, probably. Okay, whatever. And yeah, yeah, I, I definitely cross my wires with religious texts sometimes. It's all good, Chet. We forgive you. All right. Now, hey, that's what Jesus would do. Would he? Yeah, I believe so. I don't know because I never read the Bible. All right, well. You know what? I'm going to tell this brief story real quick. I got kicked out of Sunday school because I was asking too many questions. I hate hate that. I was the kid. I was that kid. I was that. I was asking. I was asking questions. You're asking the real questions. You know what? You're disrupting the class. We need you to get out of here. Uh Okay. Well, I mean, how am I supposed to know this stuff? Every time I, I also did that same sort of thing. But every time something like that would come up, our youth pastor would be like, yo, talk to me after church is out. We'll discuss this. And he would actually answer all the questions I had. So, you know, shout out to you, Paul. I hope you're still doing your thing. Yeah, shout outs to Paul. What's up, y'all? It's uh, it's Gene the Godhand from uh, The Call-In Show. Um, I'm just calling in because Lonely Hoes haven't been getting much voicemail, so um, also I want <laughs> yeah, to know if, uh, if uh, Denzel stuntman the bitch this weekend, so uh, let me know. All right, peace. No, I didn't. I did not stunt man a hoe. Damn. I did. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> I was up in Portland over the pat- over the weekend, and there was uh, much stunting going on. Oh, lucky you. I know. Lucky you. Hey, lucky her. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Thank you, everybody, for listening. You can follow the show on Twitter at XRealNerdHours. You can follow me on Twitter at ThatDenzel. You can follow Chet on Twitter at BushidoBrownSD. Excellent. You can join us on the subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash RealNerdHours. You can support the show on Patreon, which we truly truly appreciate. And you can keep a young lad like me off of the streets. With your with your donations, he is an at risk inner city youth. Inner city youth, 
Yes. yes. Off, keep me off the streets <laughs> with your one to ten dollars a month or more if you really feel yeah, like you it. You can you can make sure that I stay off the streets and stay on my computer editing more podcasts and making horrible decisions like I don't know podcasting five to ten minutes every day for a month straight. This, this is, is good. Terrible. This is a one time deal, and I regret ever having said it. <laughs> That's patreon.com slash r slash r. Yeah. It's patreon.com slash real nerd hours. Is there anything else? Oh, you can shoot us an email at askrnh at gmail.com. You can give us a call at 413-SAVAGE-1. Savage. We are back in the swing of things. Next week, we will have Mike and Al from Virtual Pros on. We're going to be recording it tomorrow, though. So, I mean... It's it's an unfortunate circumstance. We're not actually going to be able. To, oh, nah, we can probably do it. Who knows? We'll figure. We'll, yeah, we'll figure something out. We'll it'll be real messy for the next week or so. But I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Thank you everybody for listening, and we will see you next Thursday. Have a good night, y'all. <laughs>